0: Service for the Lord, that, that cause us to abound, and uh, there are things in our service for the Lord that, that kind of bring us down and, and uh, abase us, humble us, uh, cause us to call out uh, to the Lord and, and need help. Uh, but servants of the Lord have always battled their flesh, uh, the world system, and uh, the devil, and, and that's being abased. Uh, there are perhaps uh, a couple of things that make uh, living for the Lord uh, difficult in, in these latter days. Uh, I'm not sure how doctrinally sound these two thoughts are, but the, the devil may have grown more cunning and devious in his 6,000 years of practice. I think he's seen what works, and uh, I think he's uh, learned what uh, maybe perhaps even in individual lives and situation, what's going to hurt the most and and work best for his plans. We're also in the perilous times that uh, precede the falling away that's uh, prophesied in the Bible. And uh, though we are opposed on every side, we have to remember that we're divinely helped from above. Uh, we, we, we've got a, a comforter, a, a guide within us. Uh, we've got his word to inspire, to correct, to rebuke. Uh, we've got a, a body in the local church and, uh, and all around the world, there are believers that are, that are walking with the Lord. Uh, so we're divinely helped, that's, that's abounding. Uh, we abound in tremendous blessings, great opportunities and victories that uh, are literally uh, out of this world. I mean, we're looking forward to a a new heaven, a new earth, uh, an eternal home uh, with our our God and Savior. So what I'm saying tonight is that your walk with the Lord and your service for the Lord uh, will go through ups and downs. Uh, it'll go through some highs. Uh, it'll go through some lows. Uh, whether you're a college student, uh, whether you're a lecturer, whether you're a pastor, whether you're uh, a pastor's wife, uh, you know, Sunday school teacher, uh, housewife, uh, husband and father, uh, a, 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 a young person. Uh, no matter who we are, once we've come to know the Lord, uh, we are like the apostle Paul, and we need to learn from him that. There are things that cause us to abound, and there are things that can abase us. There are times of abounding and times of of abasement. And we've got to learn, uh, just like the Apostle Paul, to to deal with that, to, to get through that, to accept that, to be thankful for that. College students and certificate earners and lecturers, we probably all feel that we're at a little bit of a high point right now. Classes are over, for a while at least. Uh, Our studies and preparations can be put aside for a time. Uh, You may even feel like you're abounding in extra time, uh, in a long-awaited freedom, perhaps. But the downside will come. Uh, Every time we're on a high point, there are lower points all around us. You know, the, the mountaintop is that great of an experience because it's above all the Other areas, they are lower by nature. The downside will come. Uh, In the words of the great prophet Habakkuk, wait for it. You will get your grades, your marked exams, your returned papers. I hope that's not too abasing for any or many of you. Lecturers will start looking at how to improve for the following year or the following time that they'll teach their course. They might find it hard to believe how badly they worded their syllabus this time around. They can't believe they missed that spelling or that sentence error or whatever it is. I know some of you are saying, who cares about those things? It's important. I happen to teach the, uh, one of the, a couple of the English courses, so it is important, but you might be looking at your syllabus wondering, "How did I let that go? How did that get through?" You know? And, and, and you're kind of humbled. Or, "That quiz was written terribly." You know, Why, How could I expect them to get the right answer when I asked the question so badly? And for me, maybe for others, that's being abased. We realize that uh, we can't do it alone. We realize how little we are, how insignificant we are, how prone we are to, uh, to fail. Aren't you glad he's the vine and we're the branches? Mm. Uh, maybe a, a lecturer is going to be focusing again on, on ministry things that are looming ahead, perhaps things they had to put aside for a, a while during their, their college ministry. That might be abasing, a, a but what I'm saying, uh, partly in jest, uh, partly very real, I'm, uh, I'm just introducing you to the theme of tonight's message, abounding and uh, abased in the work of the Lord. So let's read our text, and then we'll pray. Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 20. Paul says here, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Notwithstanding ye have well done, that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only." For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable well pleasing to God, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever, amen. Tonight, I want to look briefly with you at five things from our text here they are flourishing, famine, fruit, fullness and our Heavenly Father. but Let's pray first. Dear Lord, I pray that you would speak to our hearts tonight from your word. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would illumine what we're looking at. I pray that you'd help us to give it a home in our minds and hearts, in our lives, in our families, in our workplaces, in our schooling and studies. Lord, may we see this Maybe it seems like a simple thought, but it's a great truth that each of us abound and are abased. Lord, especially as we seek to please you and work for you and be involved in in your ministry. So I pray that you'd help us to learn some things, whatever you would have for us, correct some of our thinking. Lord, help us to be uh, motivated, inspired uh, to serve you better. to to serve and reach others in a way that would please and honor you. Lord, help us to glorify you and be thankful to you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's look uh, for a moment at the flourishing in verse 10. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Now, the Philippians... uh, uh, their care for Paul flourished again. Uh, the The word actually means that uh, it revived. Now, I like that thought. I thought, well, we'll preach on people getting saved and baptized and giving their lives to the Lord and, and stopping the sin, but that's not quite the hermeneutical context here. So I scratched all of that out after what Brother Sam was saying a moment ago. Uh Note the temporary nature of uh, our mountaintops, our our full moments, our times of abounding. Uh, They are temporary. Paul said that the Philippians' care of him had flourished again. Uh, That indicates a a waxing and waning, a, a getting better and a getting worse. It had happened before. Things come and things go. Uh, the same is true of uh, good times and harder times, times that were full and times that were not so full, times that were hungry. We abound and we are abased. As I was thinking about it tonight, and forgive me, now I'm getting off of my notes for just a second, uh, we're always abounding, always even when we're at our lowest point, we're saved for, for, for a believer, I'm talking about. And if you're not a believer, I, I would encourage you to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you don't have to wait till the end of the message. Uh, just uh, turn from your unbelief. Turn from, from uh, 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 having rejected him. Uh, accept his death, his burial, and his resurrection uh, for you, to save you from your sin and, and, and hell. But for every believer... Uh, that's here we've been saved from from hell. Uh, we've been given a, a wonderful life of of uh, serving Him. When we're abounding, we're just way up here. When we're uh, abased, we're still way way above where we once were. So we're kind of always abounding and and sometimes abased a little bit. Let's never take it for granted uh, when there is a, a greater flourishing an abounding, uh, a revival of sorts. But note also there was a a failing of proper uh, occasions. That's what this word opportunity means. The opportunity that the Philippians lacked, it refers to uh, the failure or absence of a a good occasion to to do well, to do something that that maybe they had in mind. Uh, Let's be minded to take advantage of every opportunity every occasion to serve the Lord, to take steps forward. Uh, Brother Mario, I remember a long time ago. It was just before we started Northern Baptist Church, so it would have been 20-plus years ago. Uh, I think we were sitting right over here somewhere. The pew is gone now. I just feel sad about that. But uh, some people are wondering what I'm talking about. Uh, this beautiful building you have is not, is not what it always was. Thank the Lord for that. You are abounding. Uh, but uh, I remember you said, it's time to turn up the notch a little bit in our Christian living, in our sacrificing, our giving. Wh- whatever, it might, I don't remember the exact topic, but I remember him turning up the notch up here like this. And I said, boy, I need to turn up the notch in, in this area or that area. The, the Philippians lacked opportunity, and and sometimes that that is the case. You know, we can't do what we want uh, or feel like well, you can't do it right now. Maybe, but boy, if we see a little bit of an opportunity, let's take it. Let's step forward for the Lord. Let's move forward. Let's uh, thank Him for the uh, abounding that He gives to us, and uh, and with that attitude of gratitude. Uh, uh, by the way, what what is Thanksgiving, but giving in thanks. So as we, and that's the, the last point here underneath this flourishing is, uh, let's be thankful to the Lord for uh, this flourishing, this abounding that he gives to us. And, and, and out of that gratitude, let's, let's seize opportunities and, and, uh, and press onward and press forward. Whether it's teaching, uh, whether it's stepping up to be a helper in a class, Maybe it's getting that old syllabus out and fixing all the grammar in it or uh, something like that. Maybe it's taking another course. Whatever it is, thank the Lord for his flourishing, for his abounding that he gives to us. Be thankful, be grateful. Uh, when the opportunity or occasion arises to serve the Lord or to show care to his servants, let's take advantage of it. Let's thank him for those opportunities. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 518 says, And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So students, there are times when all is uh, going just great, when you're abounding, your teachers' care for you uh, just actually shows up. Uh, you uh, understand your subject matter. Your grades are doing well. Thank the Lord for the flourishing. Lecturers and other friends here tonight thank the Lord when his care for you flourishes. Now, the second thing here, the famine. Famine. You won't find the word famine in the text, but in verses 11 through 13, we see this idea. Not that I speak in respect of want, Paul said, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. What a blessed thought there. But uh, abasement, being abased, uh, hungering, and and suffering need, these will come just as they came uh, uh, to the Apostle Paul. Uh, There's a a common saying, feast or famine, but there's much ground uh, in between the two as well. And through Christ, we can be content in either extreme and in all the ground in between. So look with me at uh, point number three, that is the fruit. We've seen the flourishing, and uh, we've seen the famine. Now the fruit, verses 14 through 17. Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Now, we're, we're used to perhaps hearing this passage brought out at the missions conference time or faith promise time or something like that, and, and it is very pertinent and applicable to that. But uh, I just want you to, to look at this thought from, from our perspective tonight of considering the abounding and the abasing that takes place in the ministry. This communication between the Philippian saints and uh, uh, their beloved apostle, their their missionary if you will, uh, this communication between them has has been common to the Lord's churches for millennia. It's going on today. There's the Apostle Paul's back there on the wall. The Philippian church gave to the Apostle Paul on multiple occasions. They didn't have BSBs and account numbers. They had something a little bit more personal. They had Epaphroditus. (laughs) But uh, it was a little bit harder too, wasn't it? Thank the Lord that we can push some buttons and uh, be a blessing to uh, the present-day Apostle Pauls. That we can give uh, to church, and you know, we don't have to carry gold around or fight to get it safely to the, the storehouse. These Philippians, they shared and they participated in the ministry of Paul by supporting him. Communicating in this manner of giving and receiving, it's commended. In the word of God, Uh, we do well uh, when we do so. Uh, Paul said to them, notwithstanding, ye have well done. They did well. They did a good thing, a good job to communicate with Paul's affliction. And and so do we today with missionaries and other church planters that we support. When we do what we can to, to take care of our pastors, it's a good thing. When the evangelist comes through, when, when the missionaries are here, and uh, we bring them forward on their journey after a godly sort, it's a good thing. Paul said, I don't desire a gift, but I, I desire fruit that may abound to your account. We all get the idea. I, I hope you get the idea. When, when I'm praying, when I'm giving when I'm wishing I could be there with them, when I'm sending uh, my prayers and and my finances to help them, then when things happen there, I'm part of that process. It's fruit to my account. But this fruit, it's literally something that has to be plucked or or pulled. If you want fruit, you've gotta get involved. You've got to reach out a little bit. You, you might have to step out a little bit and, and grab a hold of something. You've got to catch it in your hands and, and seize it to enjoy it. You can't just look at it. Oh, start drooling. Your stomach starts rumbling and you never reach out and get it. If you walk by all these missionary letters just look ah that looks nice if, if that's all that that if that's the farthest it goes then it needs to go farther lord please bless them oh someone in in, in that church there on the other side of the world it's just a new church that someone's dying or someone just passed away or they need some funds or this is going on some people just got saved and got baptized You ought to walk by that wall sometimes and people ought to look at you and say, what are they smiling for? Because you're excited about what God's doing. And we ought to be moved to tears sometimes by what's going on on the mission field. But the thing is, it it, it has to be reached out. Uh, We have to reach out and and it has to be plucked. It has to be pulled down. Uh, This fruit that we're looking at, you have to get involved So let's get involved with missions and with church planters. Uh, Participate. Be uh, be faithful in your attendance. Pray earnestly and zealously. Give generously. Work hard in in the ministry here, in in the ministry at your church, in the studies that the, the Lord has led you to take. For students... For lecturers, for moms, dads, teachers, pastors, for those who come and uh, just attend at the church and they really think that's about all they do or all they're supposed to do. Let's all be committed to working diligently, more diligently. Let's turn it up a notch. Let's, uh, let's be thankful for what God has done, for the, uh, for the abounding that he gives to us. And, and then let me just go to another text for a second. Let's be abounding in the work of the Lord because of the abounding that He puts in our lives and in our ministries. In verse 18, there's our fourth point. Verse 18, the fullness. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you an odor of a sweet smell. A sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to God. If you get nothing else out of the, the message tonight, the, the brief look at Philippians 4 here, understand that when we give it is pleasing to God. When we give time for studies, might be counted in something that's pleasing to the Lord. When we prepare for sermons, when we prepare for classes, when we go through our what was it called, honey? A resource file box oh i can use this oh i can use this lord help my class to get this truth when we give when we work when we um, give of ourselves maybe we give from our bank account or our wallet it's well pleasing to god and doesn't he deserve for us to do things that are well pleasing to him If you thought for a few moments about how much you are abounding in him, not in your work for him, we do need to do that. But how much are you abounding as opposed to being abased because of the Lord? What has he done? What has he picked you up out of? What has he dragged you up out of? And we ought to just give to him and give more to him because it pleases him. There's the fullness here that is mentioned in verse 18. Paul's fullness, it was indeed a result of receiving, at least in part. Epaphroditus was entrusted by the Philippian congregation to bring relief and aid to Paul. Their sacrifice, their generosity, it, it filled a need in Paul's life and ministry, and it made him full. Philippian... Giving to Paul enabled him to abound. How blessed it is to receive. We all like it, whether we say it or not. We like to get things. We like to receive. And truth be told, we need to receive things. We, we need the air that we breathe. And it's given to us by God. It is blessed to receive, but it's better to give. We know that. Uh, in Acts twenty thirty five, we read, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak, and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Some have said that uh, The quote there might come from Luke 6.38. This might be a good assignment for hermeneutics too. Uh, Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you, good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. The fullness that Paul was enjoying. It was indeed a result of receiving, but this fullness also comes from thinking of others. That's what the earlier part of Philippians is all about. Look at uh, chapter 2, please. Look at chapter 2 of Philippians, verse verse 1, one of my favorite portions of scripture. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, that if there is not saying there might be and there might not, it's, it's since or because. Uh, then Paul goes on, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. How how seldom does that happen in the world today? And and it ought to be happening in our lives as a matter of course. It ought to to happen all the time. Verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of God of a servant. Uh, We ought to be in the the business of uh, seeking to make others full. We abound. At times we are abased, but we often abound. And we ought to be seeking to make others full. Now let's uh, close with this last thought, the greatest thought, I think. Let's look at our Heavenly Father, verses 19 and 20. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. I love it when the Bible tells us when to say amen. It it wants it right there. And also then at verse 23. Amen. When we get involved in giving faithfully. Whether we abound or are abased, our Heavenly Father is meeting and will meet our needs. We're told that he will meet all our needs. That promise right there is something that it ought to put us on a mountaintop. It, it's something that we can abound in. It's something that is is that plus side, that that full side of the the equation. I've got a God in heaven who has promised to meet all my needs. I I ought to do the Toyota jump every day, all day long. You know, that's where you jump up in the air and you click your heels together. Someone can show you how to do that. Um, Isn't God good? Isn't our heavenly father good to us? We're told that he does so according to his riches in glory. I don't know what that would amount to in, in monetary sums, but we know this, he owns it all. He owns everything. And we're told that he will meet all our needs by Christ Jesus, the lover of our souls, the friend of sinners the great shepherd, and and all the other names that we can uh, uh, ascribe to Christ. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. How good is all that? I... I put a question mark and an exclamation point after that sentence. If anyone tells me what that in, that is, I'll be tempted to do a, a Toyota jump. What is a question mark and an exclamation point? Jeremy might know if he remembers something obscure that was mentioned in class. It, grammatically, it's called an interrobang. An interrobang. It's an an exclamatory question mark. How good is all that God gives to us? How good is it to be abounding in the Lord? Uh, Yes, we can be abased at times, but I don't care about that so much. I'm on my way to heaven, and I want to give him glory forever and ever. So, There you go, concluding here. Whether you're a student at SBBC, a lecturer, whether you're a a rally of one of those blessed people, whether you say, hey, this is my church and the college uh, is a ministry of our church, so I'm here to support it. Amen for all of that. But whoever you are, you're gonna go through abounding and you're going to be abased. Whether you're involved with the college or not, you are involved in this truth. That we've looked at uh, this evening. We all experience ups and downs in our Christian lives, in our homes, in our marriages, our families, in our church ministries. Let's enjoy the flourishing, the revival that the Lord allows. Let's uh, brace ourselves for the famine that's likely to come. Let's thank the Lord for the fruit and for the fullness that comes by receiving and by giving and by thinking of others and putting them first. Let's be thankful to our Heavenly Father for all of his provision and his filling. Let's glorify him now as we abound and are abased and let's do it forever and ever.